Welcome to Two Rivers Leadership Podcast, a conversation about leading as a team because a great team is always better than great talent. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Two Rivers Leadership Podcast. We are talking about our kingdom cultural values. This is podcast number 15. And today we are on kingdom value number six. It is not what we do. It is who we set into motion. So let me quick review the podcasts or the kingdom values that we've been talking about. Number one of our kingdom culture. This is how we make decisions at Two Rivers. We are going to be life-giving. Number two, we are thinking things that we are kingdom first. Number three, we are, we are living out a book of Acts lifestyle. Number four, we are designed for the unchurched. Number five, we're family-oriented with a focus on the next generation. This week is number six. It's not what we do. It's who we set into motion. And then next week, we're going to do There Are No Throwaway Sundays. So let's talk about it's not what we do. It's who we set into motion. This one kind of intersects with our leadership values. When we talk about the leadership value that says that we are gatherers and delegators. Leaders are gatherers and delegators. That's very similar to this idea that it's not what we do, it's who we set into motion. This is a big deal. This is is like, so Jesus, when he did his ministry on earth, he healed a whole bunch of people. He fed the thousands On multiple occasions, he was always surrounded by the crowds. But who did Jesus spend his time with? The majority of Jesus' time was given to the 12 disciples. Jesus knew that one of those disciples was going to betray him. So he's effectively spending his time ministering to these 11 men. And his primary role was to equip them and release them into the work of the ministry. He didn't focus on how many people attended his large events. He didn't focus on this huge gatherings that were taking place. What Jesus focused on was really a bunch of ragtag disciples. Like, I love the teachings. When you get into the teachings about who these guys were, like what it took to be a disciple, basically they were all the overlooked people. Like they were the unlikely ones. All the, all the ones that showed a bunch of aptitude. Like if you were growing up in Jesus' culture, you went to, to school as a kid to study the Torah. And the kids that showed aptitude, the kids that were like the quick learners and the ones that were on top of it, they were kind of sucked into... The, the school to be a Pharisee, to be a Sadducee, to be one of the wise teachers of the religious council. So, so like when you talk about Paul, Paul's a little different than the disciples were because Paul was raised up in that un, under Gamaliel. He was kind of like this superstar kid that came up and was totally locked in. But all the Jesus's disciples were fishermen tax collectors they were the ones that were already passed over by the by kind of like the scouting system of that time 
they were passed over and they were just kind of doing mundane things. And, and the people that were unlikely were the ones that, that Jesus kind of poured into and invested into. And it was out of them, it was like after Jesus died and rose again and then was ascended into heaven, this is who Jesus gave the authority to. He, this is who Jesus gave charge to the church to. And as he's ascending into heaven, he's saying, hey, you guys right here, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every nation, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you, right? So, so later on in the book of Acts, you see these unlikely people, and they're called in front of the, the Sanhedrin. They're called in front of the religious rulers and the council. And you see Peter and John, and they've healed the man at, at, that was crippled. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have, take up your mat and walk. In the, in the descriptive passage about their interaction together, they, the, the religious leaders of that time took note of Peter and John because they said, uh, these men are unlearned, but they took note that these men had been with Jesus. There was this transference that took place that... Peter and John were able to refute every single thing that was thrown at them because they had spent this time together with the master. And Jesus set into motion something through his disciples that was greater than what he did when he fed the 5,000. It was greater than what he did when he healed the sick and raised the dead. Look, like those things were amazing, but what really kind of like set into like the church for being the church from one generation to the next is that Jesus sent 11 guys into motion, replicated himself into them in a relational way, like they had been with Jesus. And that was what really set things off for the next 2,000 years, right? Like like it, the size of the room and the number of people that we reach pales in comparison to the people that we set into motion. I love like the idea that Billy Graham, this great evangelist, had someone where Billy Graham got saved in a Sunday school environment. He was somebody that was doing a sidewalk Sunday school. And Billy Graham was reached by a Sunday school teacher. Like that Sunday school teacher led Billy Graham to Christ and set something into motion that's touched millions of lives. So the power was in this idea, not so much like that Sunday school teacher might have looked around and said, I'm not that important. I'm not that big a deal. I haven't done anything that's that great. But he set into motion something that has impacted our entire world. So it's not what we do. It's who we set into motion. And our primary role is to equip and release people into the work of the ministry. Everybody loves to do, do, do. Especially if you're good at something. You love to do things. But if we're going to be good at this value, 
of saying this goes into how we plant churches. This goes into how we fund missionaries. This goes into how we think about what the church ought to be and how, like, how, how do I focus on small groups? How do I focus on my relationships? Because we realize that Jesus never focused on his large events. He spent most of his time developing a small group of world-changing leaders. So, so how do we see staff members? We see our staff not as employees, not what you can do, but we've got to see our staff as sons and daughters. We, we see our staff as those that we're, we're releasing out into the world. we got to see, can, hey, can I infect my team with ideas? Can I impact my team in a way that they're going to go from here and they're going to be world changers? Is there a way that I can encourage them? Is there a way that I can speak into their life that will, that will set them into motion? Because I believe in people. And if we're going to look at people the way Jesus looked at people, we have to give them the chance to succeed by letting go of what we have. Like we've got to, we have to kind of, leaders are the gatherers and they're the delegators. We have to, get, we have to delegate what we're doing to other people. We got to equip them so that they can do it. And then in a high grace and high truth environment, Give them the room to fail, and then give them the feedback to grow. And so that's not, it's not what we do. It's who we set into motion. And so, so we speak the truth in love and believe that he's going to use unlikely people to do extraordinary things. And that is the power of the church. We've said it before. We want to be the church that is the tree in the field. Maybe it doesn't come the tallest tree, but it's the tree that keeps on releasing seeds. It's the tree that's willing to sacrifice in a way to start other things and start other trees and see that that field eventually becomes a forest. And that's what it looks like for us. I am not measuring our impact on what we've done. We measure our impact on who we set in the motion. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch up with you. I'll look forward. If we could ever get a chance to sit down and have lunch or do something together, let me know. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Sue, I'm so glad that you tuned in and listen to this podcast if you have any questions or any comments i would love to hear from you and get any feedback that you might have or or uh, comments that you might add to this discussion you could email pastor at two rivers that's t-w-o rivers assembly.com and and just share with me what your thoughts are maybe something that i talked about that you you might be confused by or something that you want some clarification or maybe you you want to challenge some of the ideas that we've presented and i'd love to be able to kind of sit down with you and talk through those things and and hear what this impact is making in your life god bless you have a great week